it's important to remember that when we're stressed out, when we're busy, and when we're tired, our brain is going to tell us to reach for the easy choice. And if we can ensure that nine times out of 10, that easy choice is the food that operates on that traditionally better scale, you're already setting yourself up for success. Make the changes that you need to make to your environment right now so that you're setting your future self up for greater success. Welcome to So I've Heard, the space where I give my take on all things health and wellness. I'm your host, Austin Allen. Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the So I've Heard podcast. This is a space where I take on the hottest topics, trends, and questions surrounding health and fitness. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about how to make time for healthy meals when it feels like I don't have any. Today's episode is part two of a three-part mini-series titled Strategies to Make Time for Your Health when it feels like you don't have any. Today's episode is inspired by a resource that I'm working on right now with another amazing coach that will be coming very, very soon. But until then, my goal over the next couple of podcast episodes is to help all of you listeners discover tips and tricks to make time for your health and fitness no matter how busy your day may be. Because let's face it, when we get busy, our health, fitness, and nutrition are unfortunately some of the first things to go out of the window. It's easy to push our workouts, meal prep, and stress management to that inevitable tomorrow that never comes. And that can be super, super frustrating. So on today's episode, we are going to be tackling nutrition specifically and hopefully giving you some helpful tips and tricks when it comes to nutrition, meal prep, healthy snacks, and everything in between. So let's go ahead and let's get started. Now, I broke today's episode down into three main tips. And for tip number one, when it comes to finding time for making healthy meals when your schedule is crazy... The first place I suggest that you start is by taking charge of your nutritional environment. Now, when I say nutritional environment, I simply mean what foods are around you right now. What foods are in your pantry? What foods are in your kitchen? What foods are on your counter? The first place that I like to start with a lot of my busy nutritional clients is by encouraging them to take a mental objective inventory of what foods are already around them and how can we make the healthier choice the easy choice. Now, it's important to note here that one, it is objective. Try your best not to pass any judgment on what foods are around you already. And two, there are no good foods or bad foods. There are simply better foods and worse foods depending on the context of the situation and your goals. There should be a time and place for every food, and I am by no means a fan of restriction. 
The reason that I say this is because your gut instinct when examining your nutritional environment may be to go around and label or throw out any quote-unquote bad foods that you may have. You may find yourself wanting to throw out all the cookies, crackers, and other tasty treats that are in the way of you and your goals. And while it's not necessarily a bad idea to reduce some of these worse foods from time to time, there can be a lot of damaging and negative feelings that may come about when you do this kind of behavior. Because whether we may to intend to do this or not, it can be restrictive in nature and is subconsciously reinforcing the belief that these foods are either bad, evil, or unwanted in any context. And that is not what I'm telling you all to do. What I suggest that you do instead is always allow yourself to have the option for all foods, no matter how better or worse they may be at times. Don't restrict those quote-unquote worse foods all of the time because they will quickly turn into that forbidden fruit, so to speak, when you find yourself consuming large amounts of them later on when you cave in and your willpower gives way. Now, if you know that for you personally, this is the best course of action for you to get rid of those foods and keep them out of sight and out of mind, then by all means, go ahead. But what you can also do is still keep them available, but make them harder to get easy access to. This is what I call making the healthier choice the easier choice. So instead of having cookies pre-made and ready to go on the counter, Maybe the cookies are still there, but now they're on a higher shelf in the pantry or there's still a dough in the fridge that you need to prep. That doesn't mean that you can no longer have these foods, but what it does mean is that you're creating more potential stopping points along the way where you can simply ask yourself, do I really want this food right now? Because if we can have more stoplights, along the way, and you still find yourself wanting that food at the end of it all, have that food. Allow yourself to slowly and mindfully consume that tasty treat in a guilt-free and enjoyable way. Because again, there is a time and place for every food, and the idea of better or worse will change depending on the time and on the context. Now, beyond all of this, you can also upgrade your nutritional environment by doing things like having easy access to fruit and veggies on the counters, ready to go and ready to eat right now. You could put reminders on your fridge to prep your lunch for work tomorrow before you go to bed. Maybe you have a pantry full of nutrient-dense, protein-forward snacks that fill you up and keep you full in the long run and many more other impactful changes like this. Because it's important to remember that when we're stressed out, when we're busy, and when we're tired, our brain is going to tell us to reach for the easy choice. And if we can ensure that nine times out of 10, that easy choice is the food that operates on that traditionally better scale, you're already setting yourself up for success. Make the changes that you need to make to your environment right now so that you're setting your future self up for greater success, which leads me straight into tip number two. Now, tip number two is to plan and prep for the busy times 
so that you are prepared when they do finally arrive. Meal prep. It's a concept that a lot of us may have heard before, but if you're anything like me, I always imagined that meal prep meant that I was spending hours and hours in the kitchen on a Sunday prepping mountains of fruits and veggies and chicken breasts. But it doesn't have to look like that. Now, that may work for some individuals, and if that works for those of you that are listening, good for you. Keep it up. But when it comes to meal prep, I suggest a different and hopefully more time-efficient and sustainable approach. Now, let's start with the first part of the process, which is planning. And what I suggest with planning is to pick one day and time during the week. For my wife and I, this is on Sunday mornings, where you sit down and you map out all the meals and what they will look like for the upcoming week. Pull out your schedule, look at the approaching week, and try to identify those days and times when you know that you're going to be busy and prep for time. Pull out your schedule, look at the approaching week, and try to identify those days and times when you know that you're going to be busy and pressed for time. And once you have those days and times identified, try to brainstorm different meals and recipes that you could make that will allow you to have similar ingredients and that will allow you to do something that I call micro meal prepping for the week ahead. So what I mean by that, when it comes to the actual prepping itself, A great way that my wife and I like to do this is by picking a food theme, so to speak, for the week. So one week may be something like a Southwest theme full of meals with peppers and beans and chicken and rice, while another week may be something like a Mediterranean theme with something with similar meals consisting of maybe greens and hummus and pork and things like that. Now, I don't say this to mean that you have to have the same meals every day. In fact, I actually advise you to do the exact opposite. There's nothing wrong with eating the same meal every day, but things just start to feel monotonous and fairly rigid pretty quickly. Instead, by taking this themed prep route, you can now prep for your future meals as you're making your current meal. So for example, If we were making something like burrito bowls one night and had a mix of beans and rice and chicken and peppers, and we know that the next day we're going to be having a Southwest salad for lunch, well, what we may do is prep twice as many preppers, prep twice as much chicken, prep twice as many beans, set them aside for our next meal. It doesn't mean that we are prepping for the whole week but we are prepping for maybe one to three meals in advance so that those meals can be cooked, stored, and ready to go when we need them for lunch or dinner over the next couple of days. This kind of micro meal prepping form is a great way to keep from getting overwhelmed with those larger meal preps, but it also allows you to still set your future self up for success. Now, by no means do you have to stick to this themed week approach, but it is a fun strategy for both my wife and I to try to keep our meals fairly consistent while still allowing a lot of variety and some planning and prepping without getting frustrated or overwhelmed. You could also do the same thing, maybe with a similar approach, by trying to pair your next couple of meals with similar ingredients. So that could look something like if I was having a meal with peppers and onions for dinner, then maybe you double up on those while you're making your dinner and you use those same peppers and onions in your scrambled eggs in the morning. Or if you're having rice for dinner, maybe you double up on that rice and use it in your lunch the next day. 
You won't be able to do this with every ingredient, but there are certain foods that you can prep in advance to make your life easier in the long run. This is also a great time to pre-portion your snacks throughout the week so that you don't overeat when times get stressful and your brain doesn't have the mental capacity to make a health-forward snack. Make a few portions of maybe something like veggies, a lean protein, and portion these, set them aside, and use them throughout the week. Again, because the bottom line here is that meal planning and prepping doesn't have to be rigid or complicated, but it is extremely helpful. And it's a great strategy to help you find success in those busy times. So again, tip number two, plan and prep for the busy times so that you are prepared when they finally arrive. Now, my third and final tip that I have for you all today when we're talking about how to make time for healthy meals when we are busy and when we're pressed for time is to keep up with your H2O. That's right. This might be a surprising fact, but when we get busy, one of the last things on our mind is how often are we actually drinking enough water throughout the day. And research suggests that most individuals actually need roughly two liters of water per day to be sufficiently hydrated. That amounts to roughly eight cups or 64 ounces of water over the day. And when you work out regularly, that number is even slightly higher. And again, it's easy to forget water when we are busy, but our body needs water not only to feel good, but to carry out all of the necessary and appropriate functions, especially in our brains, to keep us moving in the right direction. So by forgetting water, we're actually hurting our chances of staying productive in the long run. When we are dehydrated, our brain capacity and function is actually going to suppress slightly so that our body can hold on to whatever liquids that it can, which means not only are you going to start to feel more stressed, but you're also going to start to be not quite as productive and you're just kind of furthering this cycle. So keeping up with your water, keeping up with your H2O is actually one of the most important things that you need to do when we're talking about being busy and pressed for time. So How do we stay hydrated? How do we stay hydrated if our schedules are already crazy, we're already busy, what do we do? Well, one of my favorite suggestions here is to find a water bottle or two or three that are fun, they're bright, and you look forward to drinking out of them. That may sound simple, but you're going to carry this water bottle with you as you move throughout the day, and it's actually helping to serve as an external reminder to stay up on your water. Now, you can't see me right now as I'm recording this, but I have my favorite Captain America water bottle sitting right next to me. This is a gift that I got from my wife about a year ago for my birthday, and I absolutely love it. Now, yes, I love it, of course, because it's Captain America, and who doesn't love Captain America? I mean, come on. But also, it more importantly serves as a great reminder for me to keep up on my water throughout the day. It's fun. It's good to look at. I I look forward to drinking out of it. And especially as we move into the fall and the winter months and the weather starts to get cooler, our chances of being dehydrated are actually even greater because we aren't hot anymore. We aren't sweating anymore. There aren't as many physical reminders to keep up on our water. And the last thing I will say about a water bottle here 
The nice thing about having a water bottle is not only can you bring it with you as you move throughout your day, but also you can measure out exactly how much water you need to drink throughout your day to make sure that you're getting the fluids that you need. So again, for this water bottle that you all can't see, I know that I need to drink two and a half of these water bottles, and then I should be fairly good to go throughout the day. So it may be a surprising final tip, but when it comes to keeping up on our nutrition when we're busy, we need to make sure that our water intake stays high as well. So to review what those three tips were for today, when we're talking about how to make time for healthy meals and for healthy nutrition as we're busy and pressed for time, tip number one is to make sure that you start by taking an inventory as objective as possible of your nutritional environment. What can you do to make the healthier choice the easy choice? Tip number two is talking about planning and prepping for the busy times so that you're prepped and prepared when they finally do arrive. And tip number three is to keep up with your water so that your body can keep moving in the right direction. So I know that I just threw a lot of information at you in today's episode, but I hope that some of these tips and tricks help you to find success in your food when the times get busy. Because remember, the changes that you make, the planning and prepping that you do right now will help your future self to find even greater success. That is a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. The leaves are changing, the air is getting crisper, and the feeling of fall is finally in the air. And with the changing of the seasons comes a renewed energy and drive to fall back into a sustainable fitness routine. And I have the thing for you. I am so excited to announce the next six-week series here at Lighthouse Fitness called Fall Into Fitness. Fall Into Fitness is a strength-forward, body-positive, full-body-focused group fitness series that will give you the structure, motivation, and support that you need to establish a sustainable, full-body workout routine this fall season. This strength-based series will help you to make the most of your own at-home fitness while you have fun and work out with a supportive community at the same time. Whether you've been working out for years, you're brand new to fitness, or you've never worked out before, all are welcome. Classes are every Wednesday from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. So grab your water bottles, embrace your strength, and get ready to fall into fitness with us. If you're interested in learning more about how to join in on this fun fall series, check us out at www.befitwithlighthouse.com or follow me on Instagram at lighthouse underscore fitness, and I will fill you in on the details from there. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to today's episode, and I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a rating and a review. And until next time, I'm your host, Austin Allen.